And so it's almost kind of like we're used to it. We're kind of like acclimated to it. And we almost forget how special it is. And sometimes we just need to remind ourselves, man, not everybody gets to feel what we're feeling. Not everybody gets to experience this. And uh, it doesn't take too long being away from it that you, when you get back into the presence of God, you're just thankful. God, I'm so thankful. Amen. So every day, renew that. Amen. Every day, get a little closer to God and, and spend time in His presence because uh, that's truly the best place that you can be. Amen. Amen. God is so good. I'm so excited about what He's doing. Amen. I do want to welcome all of you today, all of our uh, guests that are with us, all of our friends that are watching us online. Amen. Thank you for those of you who are checking us out online before you visit. We look forward to seeing you in person soon. Amen. Over the last few weeks, uh, we had an incredible Sunday last Sunday, reminding us God can do everything. Amen. How many of you know that God can do everything? Amen. Nothing too hard for Him. Amen. There's nothing too hard for Him. I wonder if you just look at your neighbor and tell him that. Say, there's nothing too hard for God. Amen. There's nothing out of the realm of possibility for Him. Amen. He is so good. So, uh, the last week, last Sunday, we talked about um, uh, who do I love. Before that, we talked about how do I love. First Sunday, I talked about what is love. Amen. And uh, this is a great time, amen, for us to examine when is the right time to love. Amen? When is the right time? Now I want you to... I, I've, I lost the love up here. The love is gone. So uh, it's always the right time. That's the answer. It's always the right time to show love. Amen. It's always the right time to show love. Um, so if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of John chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 34 and 35. Amen. The satisfaction of, of everyday life, it really pales in comparison whenever you compare it to the satisfaction that comes whenever you allow the Holy Spirit to just interrupt your day. Now I know that that sounds kind of weird, but, but let, me just, let me challenge you tonight that it's always the right time to show love. It's always the right time to let love interrupt your day. So for the next few moments, we're going to look at this verse and then we're going to look at the subject uh, interrupted by love. Jesus saith unto them, John 4, 34, My meat is to do the will of Him that sent me and to finish His work. Say not ye, there are yet four months and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. I want you to notice what's going on here and, and I want you to see that, that Jesus makes it a point and He says, look, what's most important, my meat is to do the will of Him that sent me and finish His work. And then He says, don't put it off. Don't say, I got plenty of time. Don't say, oh, look, there's four months until harvest comes. He said, I'm telling you the harvest is now. Amen. Say that right now. The harvest is now. Lord Jesus, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for what You've spoken into our life. Lord, in the last few weeks, and God, what You are doing in our, our hearts in this season, help us, God, to continue to move forward, to be everything that You have called us to be. Help us, Lord, to be more interrupted by love. And God, let us make room for You to do what You want to do. In Jesus' name. And everybody say Amen. 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 You may be seated. 
So in our, our portion of Scripture, if you read the book of John chapter 4, while the disciples go off for lunch, Jesus stays behind at the well and He encounters a woman of Samaria. And He spends His afternoon ministering to her and He's uh, you know, talking to her and dealing with her. And then the disciples return and they are so confused when they return because Jesus is sitting at a place where they were not wanting to be anyways. <laughs> and He was talking to a woman, which was weird because men didn't converse with women in public. And he was, it wasn't bad enough that she was a woman. It was even further worse because she was a Samaritan woman who was a hated person, a hated nationality by the Jews. So it was weird for, her, for him to be there. It was even stranger for him to be talking with a woman. And it really, I mean, that was the last straw that she was a Samaritan. And, and the disciples came back and they got so caught up with, you know, why did Jesus block out part of His day for this woman? They were so caught up making sure that Jesus had something to eat that they missed the fact that He was doing something so much more important than what they could have even imagined. And how often do we, a man like Jesus, become purposeful about showing love to and ministering to those who God is directing us to? Not, not because it, it works or not because it's convenient, but because it's who God leads us to. Amen. It's who God wants us to, to minister to. So we've got to become purposeful like Jesus. How often do we, amen, like Jesus, make it our mission to meet with this woman and make a difference in her life? Even though she resisted, even though she acted like she didn't want to be bothered by Him. How many know people like that? They know some people that say, oh, come on, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to, I, you know, I don't need to hear about Jesus and His love for me. Amen. They avoid, they change the subject, they divert to another uh, topic. And, and sometimes you get a little frustrated, but how many times, amen, have you pressed on through and said, you know what, I know it's a little awkward, but I just, I got to tell you, your life could be so much more awesome. You could have so much more peace and more joy. Amen. God is, is drawing you. He's doing something special in your life. And sometimes people look at you weird, but you know what? I told somebody this the other day. I talked to a guy. I think I told you guys about this, but I talked to a guy in, in uh, Costa Rica, and his name was Axel. And Axel didn't really... He wanted to talk, but he didn't want to talk Jesus. And so... He, he got kind of bothered by us. And, and I, I told uh, Brother Luke Campbell, our missionary, I said, you know, the funny thing is, is he, he can not believe in our God. He cannot believe in our Bible. I said, but the one thing that he can't argue with is that we love that dude just now. Amen. When you spend time with somebody and you, you, you are uh, real with them and you pray with them and you just uh, have a conversation with them, they feel the love of God. I, I go back to the time when we were in Greece and we were talking to Maria and I'm, I'm using people that are just kind of random here. Amen. It happens all the time here. But, but we were in Greece and, and Lisa, you were there. You saw uh, Maria come out of her. Uh, Tyresha was there too. Come out of her, her where she was working and wanted us to come in there and eat. And I said, we just ate. We can't, I can't eat again. Look at me. I mean, I, I, do I need an extra meal? I don't. But, but we were talking and she came out and I said, how are you? She said, I'm good. And started talking 
talking a little bit about Bible, and she asked why we were there and what we were doing. And I told her, she said, "You're here for you know because of Paul." And I said, "Yeah." And and I said, "How are you doing?" And she said, "Well, my back hurts a little bit." And I said, "Well, can we pray for you?" So I don't believe in that. And I said, "Well, that's okay. I don't believe in your Jesus. I don't believe in God. You know, that's." I said, "That's okay. Would it be all right?" And so we kind of pressed the issue a little bit, and and we prayed for. Her. And I asked her how she felt. And she said her back felt better. And I said, "That's Jesus." And she said, "No, no, no. I just—that's the love I feel from you guys. They're just—just—it's warm. I feel that love from you guys." And I said, "No, you don't understand. That's Jesus." Right. So the deal is, they can argue with you about God. They can argue with you about the Bible. They can't argue when they feel that love coming from you. Amen. It's always the right time. And Jesus knew. Amen. This Samaritan woman needs an encounter with love. She needs, Amen, to feel that love. And so we sometimes can be like the disciples and lose sight of what's most important for the temporary things of life. The, the disciples were worried about how to get bread and where they were going to get bread and how they were going to feed everybody and how the, the timetable was going to work and how fast could they get out of Samaria. Right, Josh? How fast can we get out of Walmart, you know? How quick can I get in and get out and not see anybody? Amen. I, come on now. Y'all know it's true. That's how it is some days. And it's so easy for us to sacrifice eternal things for temporary things that don't really matter. Amen. In, in a few days, let alone a few years, those things aren't even going to matter. But love is always in season. Look at your neighbor and tell them, love is always in season. Amen. Love worked in the 1940s and the 1950s. Amen. Love worked in the 1960s and the 1970s. Well, amen. Love is always in season. Some of you are getting nervous, right? I haven't let you out. Jessica, love worked in the 1980s. Amen. Love worked in the 1990s, Maddox. Amen. Love is still working today. Amen. It's never gone out of style. If, if somebody feels love, they, they, can, they can push you away. They can you know, walk out on you. They can walk away from you. But they can't deny that they felt love. Amen. And it's always the right time to show love. It's always the right time to allow Jesus to interrupt your schedule. Come on, somebody. It's all right for you to stop in the middle of your day and Jesus to interrupt you. Hallelujah. And you to have an encounter with somebody and you to let love, amen, shine through you that day. Amen. We need to be ready. We need to be ready at any moment for the opportunity to show the love of Christ to somebody. Ephesians 5.15-18 reminds us that we should make the best use of our time. It says, therefore, be careful how you walk. Now, notice what it says. Be careful how you walk. You know, be careful how you walk. Don't, don't walk the other way when you know you need to walk this way. You see somebody coming, don't walk the other way. It says, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. And it says, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. What is that telling us? Amen. There are some people that they're running out of time. Amen. In our Scripture that we read, 
as our text, Jesus said, don't say there's four months and then comes the harvest. Don't say I'll reach out and love them four months from now. Maybe when it gets a little warmer, maybe when things are a little nicer, I could have them over for a picnic. We could go out to lunch. Maybe later. Jesus said, don't say there's four months. Don't say you have plenty of time. This verse tells us, make the most of your time because the days are evil. I, I, I read a story not too long ago about a guy that kept meaning to witness to his friend. He kept meaning to reach out to his friend. His friend would, would invite him over, not for Bible study. His friend would invite him over for coffee. Or invite, and he just kept putting it off and putting it off. He said, I will, I will eventually, you know. And So one day he decided, you know, I'm going to call up my friend and I'm going I'm to tell him I'm stopping over today and when he called uh, somebody else answered the phone and said I, I'm sorry but they, they, they uh, just a couple months ago we found out that they had stage 4 cancer and they're gone and he said I, I, I realized that I put off and put off and put off and now there's not time to get that back I want to just encourage you. Jesus said, don't look at the field and say, oh, well, it's okay. I've got plenty of time. I'll just show love another time. I'll just reach out to them another time. I'll make time later. He said, look, it's now. The harvest is now. The fields are white now. Amen. We don't start looking for more opportunities until we purpose to do that. We won't start seeing God drop those opportunities in our lap until our eyes are open. And we say, okay, God, who is it? What is it? And then somebody said to me, he said, well, you seem to have a lot of opportunities uh, to talk to people. And I said, look, I, I talk about my opportunities a lot. I don't know that I have any more than anybody else. But if I do, I would say it's because I pray for that. God, I want you to put people in my path today. I want you to open up some doors for me to talk to somebody today. God, would you uh, give me an opportunity? God, if you'll give me an opportunity, I'll talk about you. Now you say, well, I don't have time for all that. We always have time for that. It doesn't have to take an hour. It doesn't even have to take ten minutes. Amen. Jesus is the perfect example that there's never a bad time to let the Holy Ghost use you. Amen. To let the Holy Ghost lead you. Even while Jesus was on the cross, moments away from His death, He turns to the thief next to Him and He shows Him love by giving Him a way to make things right. You say, well, I don't know if I'm so busy and i got to run in and get this milk and get back out. No, no, no. You'll have time. God, God's going to give you the opportunity. It may not always be convenient for you and it may not be exactly when you want it to, but how many times do we get consumed in our own world and we forget about those around us and what they're going through? Amen. We've got to be aware through the power of the Holy Ghost of the needs of those around us. God, make us more sensitive. Amen. Make us more sensitive to the needs of those around us. God, help us to be tuned in to what You want to do in their life. It's always the right time. Somebody say it. It's always the right time to love. Hallelujah. I have this, this guy in my life. I'm going to call him Bob because I need to change his name because I feel like you're going to meet him soon. Bob, we'll call him. God chose to interrupt my day with Bob not too long ago. Give me an opportunity to talk to him. I've been asking this, this dude for months. I mean, I've probably years. Let's, let's just say it's been years. I've, asked, I've probably asked him 10 times, 20 times to come to church. You know, I've invited him out for special days. I've invited him out for other things. He's just a good old boy. And I, I just told him, I said, man, I said, I'm telling you, I really think you like our church. I've told him that before. 
was out of the blue the other day. He's like, he's like, uh, I was thinking the other day about you. I was thinking about coming and visiting your church. He says, is it the one over there on Vine Street? I said, yeah, yeah, that's, that's one. So I kind of explained to him the, the situation, what we're going through right now with the, the trusses and so I said, uh, man, you're welcome anytime. And so he started telling me some bad experiences he had at church. And what, what, what he was, he said, I don't really have anything against church or I don't have anything against God. He said, I just don't go because of, you know, this. And I don't think church should be like that. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. I said, I, I, you probably won't like our church a whole lot either because there's, there's not perfect people there. And I said, here's what you got to know. It's not really about the hype. It's not all about the rules and regulations. It's about having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I said, if you can come to a place where people encourage you, amen, to have fellowship with God and to be in communication with God and to feel His presence and have His presence come down into your life. I said, you may not like some of the songs we sing and some of the way we do things. I said, but I can promise you one thing. You will feel the power of God. You will feel the presence of God in the services. And I said, don't let anything hold you back. I said, when you come, you just respond and reach out and let that love soak in. And he said, I I might just do that. (laughs) So I'm hoping you get to meet Bob. I'll tell you what his name is whenever you get to meet him. Amen. Had another another person not too long ago. She's been, uh, she's, wow, she's the extrovert of all extroverts. Uh, She is, she's crazy. I mean, like sometimes she is religious. Let me just say it like this. She is very religious. She's not apostolic and she's not super spiritual, but she is religious. And she has a lot to say all the time. She's a great person. She's a wonderful person. She's just not real spiritually in tune. And so every once in a while, uh, as we talk, we, she, gets caught, she gets caught off guard. She starts talking to me. And before you know it, we both have tears in our eyes. And we're talking about kids and we're talking about the world and what, what God wants to do. And she's just like, wow, what is this? I said, that's the presence of God. I said, it'll, it'll show up when you're least expecting it sometimes because when you invite Him, He's right there. And she said, I like that. She said, one of these days, one of these days. And I said, well, don't, don't wait too long. I said, you might as well jump on in now. It's, it's water's fine, you know. Here's, here's what I want to challenge you with. And you're, you're going to probably fall over because I'm finishing right now. But this is what I want to challenge you with. Jesus gave us the example that it's always the right time to go out of our way to show love to somebody else. Jesus gave us the example that even when He was suffering and even when He was going through stuff, He cared about others. Here's what turns revival loose in a church. When we don't care so much about ourselves and about our things and we start looking on the things of others. Isn't that what the Scripture says? That we shouldn't care so much about our things. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. When we get so concerned with our lives and not with lost souls, amen, we lose focus on what's really important. So I want to challenge you this week, amen. And I know some of you are like, well, I don't know about these challenges. Here's your challenge for the week. I want to challenge you to have a conversation with God every day before you start your day. And I want you to tell God, God, I am ready and willing to be interrupted by love today. God, I'm ready to be interrupted. Even when it's an inconvenience, I'm ready. Just let it happen. (laughs) Some of you are like, oh no, I'm not doing that. You need to do that. Because here's what's going to happen. Interruptions by love will change your life. 
Not only will they change your life, they'll change somebody else's eternity. So it's important for us. God will give you interruptions that you can't even imagine. As they come to the music, I want to just ask you this. When was the last time that you can remember, you know honestly, when was the last time you were interrupted by love? Just don't tell me. Just think about it. The last time, can you, can you remember the last time where you were like, huh, this is weird. I didn't plan this. But this is happening right now. You begin to feel God. You start sharing something and you might, you know, you might see uh, God do something in the, the, the eyes of that person, in the life of that person right there. Well, I don't know how to handle it. I don't know how to handle it when that happens. This is how you handle it. I always do this. I say, look, I don't pretend to understand everything you're going through right now. But would it be okay if I prayed with you? Now, here's, here's the deal. Sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes I think my prayers are way off in left field about these people. But I'll pray simple prayers. God, you see and you know what this person is going through. I'll call their name out. You know what they're going through. You understand the challenges that they face to even stand here with me today. So God, I pray that you would give them strength. Pray that you would give them peace, bless their life, and help them to draw closer to you through this time. There's very, very few times, there's been probably out of the many times I've seen that happen, there's, there's been only a handful of times that I didn't open my eyes and that person wasn't crying. Why? Because there's something about love. There's something about love. You can't explain it. But man, it's like the love of Jesus just reaches out and grabs hold of them and says, wow, this is real. And they know. You, you could be doing anything else. You could be going to get your coffee or running uh, to grab your, your milk and eggs and get out of the store. But, but you're spending a moment with them. And in that moment, they feel the presence of God. Because when you invite love into the situation, amen, God is right there. And He says, look, I, I can do what you can't do in hours and hours of conversation I can do in just a few minutes. If you'll just give me just a few minutes. So in this last time, this last uh, point in the series, when is the time to love? It's always the right time to love love. Would you stand with me? When is the last time that you got interrupted? So he, he, this, is the, this is the deal. If it's been too long, then I want you to say, God, would you help me to tune in? And God, would you help me? I want to surrender to you so that the next time it happens, I won't walk away. The next time it happens, I won't go to the other aisle. I won't walk 10 miles out of the way like the disciples wanted to do to avoid Samaria. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll speak to who you want me to speak to. And God, I'll be willing to ask them if it's okay if we pray. It's going to take a little courage, especially if you're right in the middle of a store. If you're right in the middle of the doctor's office or whatever. It's okay. I pray in the weirdest places. You don't have to get all blah, 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 you know, get all crazy with them. You don't have to do that. You, you can simply walk up to them just like this. Say, would it be okay if we pray? And then you just pray. That's it. It's not hard, right? You can do that, yeah. Can, you know, can I pray with you? Is that okay? And then you pray with them. God, I pray for my friend Gavin today. I pray, God, that you would bless his life and give him strength. I pray, God, for peace in his mind. Lord, you know what he's going through, what he's faced to get him here today. In 
God, I know that you have things, great things in store for him, great things planned for him. And God, I know how much you love him. I pray that he'd feel that love today. And Lord, that you bless his life as he draws closer to you. In Jesus' name. Was that hard? No. Can you do that, James? Could you do that, Maddox? How many of you think you could do that? It's not complicated. I didn't even have to speak in tongues, right? I mean, if you do, if you really feel that, then just make sure you're being led of God. Okay? But for the most part, you could just pray with somebody. Just show somebody that love. And watch what God will do in their life. I wonder if you just take a little bit of time before we go anywhere today. And I wonder if you'd ask God, God, help me to be open to being interrupted by love. And God, whenever I get that interruption, that I would follow through and I do what you want me to do. Why don't we find a place and talk to him about that?